If you're passionate about your ride, you're in the right place. Todd Bianco is talking cars, trucks, crossovers, electric and hybrid vehicles, and amazing auction and used car finds. This is All Revved Up from iHub Radio. Here's Todd. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I've got an interesting show for you today, as I usually try to. Uh, But let's start with some news. And uh, LG Energy Solutions, which is the battery division of LG Chem, uh, the gigantic uh, Korean company, uh, plans to build cells for Tesla beginning in 2023 and is considering potential sites in both the U.S. and Europe. Uh, The company has made sample batches of Tesla's 4680 large format cells. Now, 4680 doesn't really mean much except that's the actual size of it. It's 46 uh, millimeters by uh, by 80 millimeters. So it's a large format cell, uh, but uh, has not yet attempted to uh, mass produce them, according to Reuters. Uh, Tesla hasn't has yet to sign a supply uh, deal with LG Energy Solutions, uh, but um, Tesla's trying to get its hands on all the batteries it can because it plans on having a gigantic output by the time uh, Shanghai, uh, Austin and uh, Berlin are in full swing. Uh, The 2022 Hyundai Tucson plug-in hybrid uh, will have 32 miles of electric range when it goes on sale later this year, according to Hyundai. Uh, The automaker is also quoting a 70-mile-per-gallon MPGE, which is the equivalent miles-per-gallon efficiency rating, and a 30-mile-per-gallon fuel economy rating. Which is really very good for this, uh, you know, for an S, you know compact size SUV. Uh, the new SUV will be uh, able to tow 2,000 pounds when properly equip- equipped with a trailer hitch. Uh, the powertrain consists of a 1.6 liter turbocharged four-cylinder engine uh, with a six-speed automatic transmission. Uh, so none of the CVT stuff. Uh, working with an electric motor and a 13.8 kilowatt-hour battery pack, which is pretty good size. Uh, the total system output is 261 mile, uh, horsepower, and uh, all-wheel drive is standard, along with a uh, 7.2 uh, kilowatt uh, onboard charger, which will allow a 240-volt outlet to charging in less than two hours. Uh, the new plug-in Tucson will be uh, more competitive with the king of compact plug-ins, which is the uh, Toyota RAV4 Prime. The RAV4 uh, Prime... Uh, gets 10 miles more of electric range per charge and has 302 horsepower. There's a couple of differences that the uh, the RAV4 Prime is all-wheel drive, but it's electric all-wheel drive, which means that the front wheels are driven by the the you know the the actual uh, four-cylinder engine, and the rear wheels are driven by an electric motor in the back. So it, there's no uh, you know no, no mechanical connection between the two. And but the Tucson is an actual mechanical connection uh, between the two. So uh, the other problem is is that Toyota has been extremely constrained in its output of the RAV4 Prime because it just can't get the batteries it needs. Okay, uh, Jeep unveiled the 2022 Wagoneer and Grand Wagoneer to the public last week. Uh, you know, we've seen pictures of the uh, you know, the, the uh, concept version, which is very close to the production version. And you can go Google them right now to see what uh, the Wagoneer and the Grand Wagoneer will look like. Uh, both are, you know, very nice looking large cars. And if you want to think about it in this way, 
think about it in size of a Chevy Tahoe and a Chevy Suburban. They're identical cars, except one is, you know, bigger than the other and one, you know, holds more stuff than the other, but they're pretty much the same, you know, all the way through the driver's seat and the, or the rear seat. But uh, there's more cargo space in a Suburban than there is in a uh, Tahoe. So the same thing will be true of the Wagoneer and Grand Wagoneer as far as that goes. Uh, <clears throat> they are not going to be cheap. Uh, the Wagoneer prices range from sixty thousand to seventy-eight thousand. That's the you know the base price of each trim level, and the Grand Wagoneer starts at a whopping uh, eighty-nine thousand and easily blows past the hundred thousand dollar mark with the top trim uh, starting at one hundred and six thousand. Wow. That's a lot for trucks, but I guess people are willing to pay it because, uh, you know, people pay that for a Cadillac Escalades, you know, pretty easily. And uh, the Grand Wagoneer is meant to directly to compete with the Cadillac Escalade. You know, it's got a terrifically luxurious interior, uh, all the bells and whistles of, you know, the electronics and safety and, you know, gigantic screens and everything else that, you know, competes with Cadillac on that level. It's been a long time for Jeep to come to this, but I think that these are probably going to be winners in the market. And both of them are based on the uh, Ram 1500 platform. Uh, Bollinger uh, is the only EV maker of class three battery electric truck chassis, has priced its entry level class, uh, what they call chassis, C-H-A-S-S dash E, a stupid name, platform starting at 55000 that starting price is for rear wheel rear wheel drive. A dual motor version starts at fifty seven thousand five, and an all wheel drive an all wheel driver version uh, is priced at uh, you know all wheel drive driver version is priced at you know which actually has a cab on it is pri- is priced at uh, eighty thousand. Deliveries are slated to start in twenty twenty two. A class three truck has a gross vehicle weight between ten thousand and fourteen thousand pounds. It can handle payloads of up to five thousand pounds, and the wheelbase can be adjusted to suit various uh, body types. So if you want the the chassis with Bollinger's B2 cab prices start from seventy thousand for the rear wheel drive and are a hundred thousand for an all wheel drive setup. Uh, the battery pack options will range from 105 to 140 kilowatt hours, which is big, but you know, you're dealing with a very heavy truck. Uh, Bollinger is developing the batteries and integrated thermal management systems itself. Uh, there's a power takeoff feature, which allows the, uh, which will be handy for work sites because, you know, you can plug all your stuff into the truck itself. You don't have to worry about having a power supply on the job. Uh, Bollinger also says that it's got class six and seven, uh, chassis, uh, with a battery pack capacity of up to 402 kilowatt hours. Jeez. <clears throat> And they don't have a price on that, but it won't be cheap. A class six uh, medium duty truck uh, has a gross vehicle weight of between 19,501 and 26,000 pounds. And a class seven uh, truck has a GVW of between 2,601 and 33,000 pounds. Uh, These include tractor trailers. Uh, The Tesla Semi is a class seven truck. Um, So it'll be interesting to see who buys this platform and what they use it for. Um, U.S. deliveries of the 2021 Porsche Taycan uh, base models with rear-wheel drive uh, began this week. Uh, Porsche Cars North America 
uh, posted on its consumer website that the EPA has rated the entry uh, level uh, rear wheel drive Taycan at 200 miles with the 79.2 kilowatt hour performance battery or 225 miles with the 93.4 uh, kilowatt hour uh, performance plus battery. Uh, Porsche hasn't, uh, uh, isn't pleased with its ratings from the EPA and reports that an independent testing conducted by AMCI and Oceanside, which like is you know, which you know, Oceanside is nice weather, so you're not dealing with freezing cold or blazing hot right now. Uh, those two models returned at 252 miles and 282 miles range, respectively. Um, this is mostly due uh, to the normal driving mode, which em- emphasizes the rear motor in dual motor cars and is more sports oriented. The car is driven. If the car is driven in range mode, the Taycan prioritizes the front motor and is um, its smaller, more efficient inverter at relaxed, low load highway speeds. So it depends on how you're driving your Porsche, but the normal is set up to be much more sporty. GM has yet to launch a vehicle with its proprietary Altium batteries, but it's already working on the next generation batteries to give its electric vehicles more range and uh, more range in the future. Uh, the potential breakthrough means an EV, you know, could be uh, a, a customer's primary vehicle in terms of range and cost, according to uh, GM's president Mark Russ. Uh, GM is partnering with something called Solid Energy Solutions to jointly develop lithium metal batteries that will power future models. Uh, Royce uh, announced that uh, the new joint venture uh, at the, the at a Washington Post virtual conference. Um, Solar, uh, I mean, Solid Energy Systems is a leader in lithium metal technology and battery management software that uses artificial intelligence. Um, GM Ventures invested in the work uh, of SES in 2015, so six years ago. And and the latest announcement is a further ramp-up of the company's working relationship. Uh, the new batteries, technically not solid-state batteries, because solid energy solutions still uses liquid electrolytes, uh, will have twice the energy density and reduced cost by 60%, according to GM. Vehicles could travel uh, 500 to 600 miles on a single charge. And just as an aside, the updated 2021 Tesla Model S already gets over 520 miles in range on a single charge. So this is a future goal for GM to have a 500-mile range, and Tesla has it essentially today. So GM is behind. I think they know it. <clears throat> I guess we should be congratulating the Ford family, but I'm not so sure why. After 118 years of family control with all Ford family men on the board, the times are a-changing. Yes, up for election to board to Ford's board is Alexandria Ford English. She's 33, and she happens to be the daughter of William Clay Ford Jr., uh, the company's executive chairman. Hmm. Also on the slate is Henry Ford III. Uh, f- uh, f- he's 40, and he's the grandson of uh, of current uh, director Etzel Ford II, who is retiring from the board. Uh, the, so um, Henry Ford III and Alexandria are cousins. 
Uh, they're the first generation great, great grandchildren, great, great grandchildren, yes, of the company's founder, Henry Ford. So let's get this straight. Under the current structure of Ford Motor Company, the Ford family through a special class of stock has voting control of the company. And if not, uh, if not more than 50%, it doesn't own more than 50% of the outstanding uh, value of the company, but it has voting control. So it's almost a guarantee that both of these uh, directors will be elected to the board. Uh, but it's good to see that at least there will be one woman on the board from the Ford family. Uh, this week, Ford's management urged Congress to increase incentives and other federal funding for electric vehicle technology. Additional federal help will be crucial as the U.S. auto industry faces ongoing competition with Europe and China for future EV market share. Naturally, the corporate leaders testifying before Congress urged low corporate taxes and incentives to discourage outsourcing. Well, that's nice. Uh, the global shortage of semiconductor chips has signed like production at many of these companies, and that's a concern for you know the, the supply chain. It shows how fragile things are. Well, when we get back, we've got some other interesting things like the 10 least boring luxury cars under $50,000 and some information on a startup from Lordstown Motors. This is Todd Bianco. You're listening to All Reft Up on iHub Radio, and we'll be right back. CEO Jones Agency. At Jones Agency, we are virtually unstoppable. 24 7, 365. As the leading creative shop in the Inland Empire, it's our role to continue providing the best thinking and strategic leadership, especially during these challenging times. As we all learn to create and adapt to our new normal, at Jones, we're one step ahead providing fully integrated marketing services to you the moment you need them at a cost you can afford. And that's our promise. We are here to help your businesses weather the storm, refocus your dreams, and maybe even eliminate some of the barriers. Call us today for a free assessment, 760-325-1437, extension 206. 760-325-1437, extension 206. Hashtag Stronger Together. From Detroit and beyond, Todd's talking about trucks, cars, vans, SUVs, and even the occasional dune buggy. It's all revved up on iHub Radio. Welcome back. A couple of months ago, an investment research group, um, and they actually own stocks and bonds and things, and that's what they do is they invest, but they did a deep dive research of one of their short stocks, ones that they're holding short, and it was Nikola Motors. And they really, really bombed them saying, you know, it was a big fraud, basically, and that, you know, they didn't have the tech they were talking about. And 
uh, you know, that they were, you know, that, that they had rolled a truck down a, a slope so that it looked like it was moving on its own. All of it turned out to be true. <clears throat> and it actually got their, um, uh, their founder and uh, chairman, uh, Trevor Milton, uh, he took a leave permanently from the company. They're still around. Nikola Motors is still the, you know, hope for hydrogen trucks uh, uh, out there. But uh, they did take a hit from this. And it was uh, so it turns out that the piece that Hindenburg Research wrote was actually mostly true that, uh, you know, they couldn't really um, Nikola couldn't really do much to refute it. So what's happened now is that um the same group, Hindenburg, has done a deep dive on Lordstown Motors. Uh, they're the company that are going to be making these pickup trucks uh, in the old uh, uh, GM plant in Lordstown, Ohio. They bought the plant from GM. And it's going to be unique because these uh, trucks called the Workhorse are going to be um, – uh, they're going to have a motor in each hub, which is different from having a motor like on a skateboard. And, you know, it's going to be an interesting thing. And they're promising deliveries this year. However, and this is what uh, Hindenburg has to say. Lordstown is an electric vehicles uh, startup with no revenue and no sellable product, which we believe has misled investors on both of its, its demand and product capabilities. Now, remember, Hindenburg is short on the stock. Uh, the company has consistently pointed to its books, uh, to its book of 100,000 pre-orders as proof of deep demand for its proposed EV truck. Our conversations with former employees, business partners, and an extensive document review show the company's orders are largely fictitious, <laughs> uh, used as, as a prop to raise capital and uh, confer legitimacy. For example, Lordstown uh, recently announced a 14,000 uh, tr uh, truck deal from uh, E Squared Energy, supposedly uh, representing $735 million in sales. E Squared is based out of a small residential apartment in Texas that does not operate a vehicle fleet. <laughs> uh, another 1,000 truck order uh, for $52 million. Uh, comes from a two-person startup that operates out of a Regis virtual office with a mailing address at a UPS store. We spoke with the owner who acknowledges it won't actually order any vehicles, instead describing the pre-order as a mere marketing relationship. Yet another firm that is supposedly set to buy 500 trucks from Lordstown told us, uh, the letters of interest are non-binding. It's not like you'd obligate yourself to a pre-order or that you'd uh, contractually bind yourself to buying this truck. That's not what the, they are. Hmm. Uh, Lordstown CEO Steve Burns has called <clears throat> these uh, arrangements very serious orders. Okay, the actual customer agreements, which he uh, presented, which, which we present for the um, first time today, require no deposit and are not binding. Many of the supposed customers do not operate fleets, nor do uh, many have the means to actually make the stated purchases. Former employees and litigation research re re litigation records reveal that in order to raise capital and confer credibility, Steve Burns began paying consultants for every truck pre-order as early as 2016 while he was serving as CEO at Workhorse which is a related company. Later, leading into Lordstown eventual go-public transaction in 2020, a small consulting group called Climb to Glory was paid to generate pre-orders, 
uh, climb to glory, uh, describe the purpose behind the pre-order game. Uh, the faster the pre-orders arrived, the greater investors' confidence would be in the company and the faster funds would flow in. One company rep that uh, committed to buying 40 trucks through Climb to Glory told us, I'm not committed to do anything, not to buying a single vehicle. I committed to considering buying vehicles. I have a lot of questions before I commit to anything. We've got a little more on this. This is Todd Bianco. You're listening to All Revved Up on iHub Radio, and we'll be right back. Todd Bianco, talking cars and trucks on iHub Radio's All Revved Up. Here's Todd. Welcome back. Before the break, we were talking about the Hindenburg Research's report on uh, what they think is wrong with Lordstown Motors. Again, uh, just to you know, reiterate, uh, Hindenburg Research is short on uh, Lordstown Motors, so uh, you know, take that into consideration. But they were right, mostly right about what they wrote when they uh, criticized uh, Nikola Motors a couple of months ago. Uh, so let's go on with this. It says. Um, Multiple senior employees who have worked with Lordstown founder and CEO Steve Burns openly describe him as a con man or a P.T. Barnum figure. One senior employee told us while working with Steve for a couple of years, they saw more questionable and unethical business practices than they had ever seen in their entire career. <laughs> uh, despite being allowed to resign from workhorse, former senior employees uh, – described how Burns was pushed out of his old company by the board for wasting R&D money and missing promised deadlines. He then launched Lordstown Motors uh, just a couple of months later. <clears throat> Despite claims that Lordstown will be producing vehicles by September, a former employee explained how the company is ex experiencing delays and making drastic design modifications, putting them at an estimated three to four years away from production. For example, in mid-January, the company totally switched from a plastic exterior to aluminum. Ah, despite claims that the battery pack would be manufactured in-house, we were told that the equipment uh, this month is months away from arriving, let alone being put into a production environment. In the meantime, we were told that the battery packs are being put together by hand. It's not very efficient. Former employees shared <clears throat> that the uh, company was completed uh, has completed none of its testing uh, needed testing or validations, including cold weather testing, durability testing, and the Federal Motor Vehicle Safety uh, Standards um, testing required by NHTSA. In January 2021, Lordstown's first street road test resulted in the vehicle burning into flames ten minutes into the test drive. We share copies of the 911 call and a police report we received through the Freedom of Information Act requests. Uh, 
Uh, Lordstown only went public in October 2020, but in that brief time, executives and directors have unloaded $28 million in stock. We think it bodes poorly when executives unload stock in a company with no actual product that claims to be on the cusp of mass production. And finally, it says, we think investors, workers, and the local community deserves much more transparency on what's going down in Lordstown. We have 21 questions at the end of our piece, and we think the company should answer. So you can Google the Guggenheim uh, paper, I mean, not Guggenheim, the uh, Hindenburg paper on Lordstown Motors, and you know, it goes into greater detail there. Okay. Now, let's talk about the, the 10 least boring luxury cars uh, under $50,000 that you can buy today. And this was a kind of a cool clickbait article in uh, Motor Trend, but I still liked it and you know clicked on it, so I was part of the clickbait. Um, they start off with the 2021 Lexus IS 350F Sport, which is starts at 43925 and it says, if a rear wheel sedan with bold design that can well it's very bold that can uh, that uh, can move fast fits the description of your next car then the Lexus IS 350F Sport is a safe bet it's powered by a 3.5 liter V6 that produces 311 horsepower and comes well equipped standard features are uh, F bolstered uh, heated and ventilated seats 19 inch dark metallic wheels and an 8 inch touchscreen if you like Lexus styling that might be for you. They have the next one, and they have is the 2021 Tesla Model 3, and it starts at, uh, the, for, the long range, I believe, starts at 45,490. Uh, when a Tesla Model 3 is out of reach, uh, a more budget-friendly Model 3 is a fine substitute. The all-wheel drive Tesla Model 3 long range is a smart choice as it offers 353 miles of range. In terms of speed, Tesla claims that the Model 3 can reach. 60 miles per hour from a standstill in 4.2 seconds and has a top speed of 145 miles per hour. And as a Model 3 owner, I can say that it is a very cool car to own. All right. The next car they have on this list is the 2021 Audi A5 Sportback, Sportback Premium Plus. And this starts at 45640. This is also a car that I've owned. Uh, the 2021 Audi A5 Sportback, uh, basically it's a nice four-door look. It's an A4 that looks nicer. Same thing that the uh, uh, BMW 3 Series and the 4 Series Grand Coupe, the four-door version of the 4 Series is a nicer looking uh, than the 3 Series uh, version. The 2021 uh, Audi A5 Sportback uh, comes powered uh, by a 2.0 liter four-cylinder good for 261 horsepower and 273 pound-feet of torque. Uh, that sends all the power to all four wheels through a seven-speed dual clutch. Automatic. The Audi says the A5 Sportback can go from zero to 60 in 5.4 seconds and has a top speed of 130 uh, miles per hour. Uh, equipment includes a 10-inch touchscreen, 18-inch wheels, LED lights, uh, Android Auto and, and wireless Apple CarPlay. Next one on their list is the 2021 Mercedes AMG A35. The A class is basically the entry level Mercedes, uh, but this 
little gem. This is the AMG version. Starts at forty-five eight fifty. Uh, an AMG model from Mercedes for under fifty thousand. Sure, why not? Enter the uh, Mercedes AMG A thirty-five, powered by a turbocharged two-liter inline four, producing three hundred and two horsepower and two hundred and ninety-five pound-feet of torque. Standard interior features include a sixty-four color LED ambient lighting system, uh, dual-screen digital instrument, uh, and a touchscreen infotainment, and a panoramic sunroof. A seven-speed dual-clutch automatic, all-wheel drive, and an 18-inch double-spoke wheels also come standard. Uh, the one that I like is they have the 2021 Stinger, but uh, the 2022 Stinger just uh, showed, and it's actually even nicer looking than the 2021 Kia Stinger. So the 2021 Kia Stinger GT1 rear-wheel drive, it starts at 46535 so the Kia Stinger is one of the most underrated sports sedans still for sale today and deserves more attention. Uh, the Stinger GT1 uh, delivers 365 horsepower worth of fun, made possible by twin-turbo 3.3-liter V6, mated to an 8-speed automatic transmission. The GT trim gets you a Harman Kardon premium audio, an 8-inch touchscreen with navigation, ventilated seats, and a sunroof. Among standard features are forward collision uh, avoidance assistance, lane departure warning, and lane keeping assistance. The 2021 Genesis G70 3.3 liter turbo uh, starts at 47225 This is another one from the Hyundai Motor Group because Kia is part of Hyundai. Uh, it's uh, on the upscale level because it's the Genesis line. So the Genesis G70 3.3 liter T has a twin turbo V6 rated at 365 horsepower and 376 pound-feet of torque coupled with an eight-speed automatic transmission. Uh, inside, you'll get a heated steering wheel, heated and ventilated seats, uh, Lexicon 15-speaker auto system, uh, leather seating surfaces, and navigation. Performance gear includes Brembo brakes, uh, and 19-inch alloy wheels, and dual exhaust. The 2021 Alfa Romeo Stilvio uh, Ti, now that's the um, SUV version of the Julia. Still a, a rarity on the road. Well, I see them in L.A. more than probably in other places. The 2021 Alfa Romeo Stilvio uh, Ti is a gem in the crowded SUV segment. The Stilvio uh, is, Ti is powered by a turbocharged 2-liter inline 4, good for 280 horsepower, paired to an 8-speed automatic. Standard equipment includes 19-inch Y-spoke wheels, um, an 8-inch, 8.8-inch touchscreen with navigation, uh, black leather seats, and an all-wheel drive. The 2020, 20, the 2021 Audi A5 Sportback. I mean Q5 Sportback. We did the A5 Sportback. This is the Q. This is the uh, the coupe version of the A the, of the Q5 SUV, which everybody drives. You see everywhere. Uh, but this is new because the Sportback is is just out. Uh, more expensive looking than it's uh, th than it is. The 2021 Audi A. Audi Q5 Sportback has a juvenile appearance, according to them, compared to its uh, best-selling sibling, the Q5. The Q5 Sportback gets power from a turbocharged four-cylinder engine rated at 261 horsepower. Uh, it's backed by a seven-speed uh, dual-clutch automatic. Uh, there's a fair amount. Uh, there's a fair number of coupe-like SUVs on the market, and the Q5 uh, Sportback is one of the hottest ones. 
They have now the 2021 Lexus RX F Sport front wheel drive. Starts at $49,675. Uh, the 2021 uh, Lexus RX 350F Sport uh, features edgy and exterior styling and has dramatically changed since the first generation model hit the scene, hit the scene in the late 90s. Under the hood, the RX 350F Sport uh, fits a 3.5 liter V6 that generates 295 horsepower and sends power to the front wheels. Uh, power adjustable front seats, uh, an 8 inch infotainment screen, LED ambient lighting, and a nine speaker audio system are standard. Let's see what we've got. And the next one is the 2021 uh, BMW Z4. S Drive 3.0i. Well, that's a mouthful. Let's let's sort of break that down. In BMW speak, the Z4 is basically the uh, Roadster version of the Toyota Supra. So they were jointly developed together. It's mostly a BMW, but Toyota has the coupe version hardtop with the, uh, under, with the Supra name, and uh, BMW has the Roadster version under the Z4 umbrella. S drive, a little S then D R I V E means means it's rear wheel drive. X drive would mean it's all wheel drive, and at 3.0i means it has a two liter uh, turbocharged engine making 205 horsepower and 295 pound feet of torque with an eight speed automatic. Standard are 18 inch wheels and a black soft top, automatic high beams a 10-speaker audio system, and power-adjustable seats. And it starts at $49,700. So it's just barely under the $50,000 mark. So that's the list of what the Motor Trend puts as their 10 least boring cars under $50,000. There's lots of ways that you can burn money for $50,000. Uh, but the, but these are the, the, uh, uh, the least boring ways. I think you can also get a Tesla Model Y for um, – a long-range version for just under forty, just under fifty thousand dollars as well. So if you're looking for an SUV, the Tesla has one of those uh, as part of it as well. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk about the top ten picks of 2021 for the best cars of the, of the year, uh, the exceptional models that meet our very highest standards for performance, safety, reliability, and more. And I think this came from Consumer Reports. So I think this will be an interesting list for us to go through uh, when we come back. This is Todd Bianco. You're listening to All Ripped Up on iHub Radio, and we'll be right back. Bianco's All Revved Up continues on iHub Radio. Participation encouraged, but not required. Call 760-544-TALK. 
That's 760-544-8255. Here's Todd. Welcome back. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the, the Consumer Reports list of the top 10 picks uh, for best cars of the year for 2021. It's not nearly as exciting as the Motor Trends uh, picks for least boring cars under $50,000. It's a different kind of headline, isn't it? Uh, but uh, Consumer Reports has different, uh, I guess, different criteria for what they consider, you know, top 10 picks. Uh, these uh, meet our very highest standards for performance, safety, reliability, and more. Top pick they and for a small car is the Toyota Corolla under $25,000. And it says you might think that buying a budget uh, price car means compromising on performance and comfort, but some inexpensive rides, such as uh, punch punch above their weight, after you know year after year when it comes to value. Case in point is the tr- uh, tried and true Toyota Corolla, which delivers terrific fuel economy and has more uh, standard safety features uh, than some cars at twice the price, and earns top marks for pr- predictive reliability. The core model is a sedan powered by a thrifty force cylinder engine that delivers 33 miles per gallon in in the city and 45 on the highway. There's also an impressive hybrid version, which is their green choice, that earns 48 miles per gallon overall and 59 miles per gallon on the highway, which is really pretty good. Even with this extreme efficiency, the Corolla is enjoyable to drive. Steering is well-weighted. They like the XSE trim as well, and it's a nimble hatchback in, in, in that format. For subcompact SUV, they choose the Mazda CX-30. I have been seeing a lot of the CX-30s around. I thought it wouldn't wouldn't sell because it's sort of like it's a tweener. It's bigger than the CX-3 but smaller than the CX-5. You know, it's I guess it's just, you know, sort of a medium size and calling it the CX-30 I thought was kind of weird. But, you know, as opposed to calling it like the CX-4. Uh, but this has a small, urban-friendly uh, CX-30, has a more spirited driving feel than many of its rivals with responsive handling and a firm ride. Uh, it has a greater-than-predicted reliability. Overall, MPG is 33 miles per gallon, and it gets f- up to 45 on the highway, which is excellent. Um you know, it doesn't. It has a regular uh, six-speed automatic, which uh, you know delivers f- much more fun to drive than a CVT. So they particularly liked that model. So for, uh, let's see, for hybrid, they choose the Toyota Prius. It's between twenty-five and thirty-five thousand dollars. And you know, for decades, the Prius uh, has set the standard for fuel-efficient cars. There are more competitors than ever now as the automakers race, race to catch up. But none of them offer a high-efficiency effic- high model with such a well-balanced overall package. Sure, some might make uh, you know might chase the fifty-two miles per gallon overall, but no rival can uh, also replicate Prius's top market. Uh, top marks for reliability and owner satisfaction. And I have to say, I've known Prius owners for many years now. They last forever. They have very little problems, you know, what, whichever generation it is. And um, they've been very happy with them. So uh, p- people love them uh, and they have very high predicted reliability and you can get, you know, excellent MPG on it. So that's a, always a good choice, even if it's a bore fest. Um, then they have for the midsize sedan, the Toyota Camry, another Toyota 
Camry fends off uh, would-be challengers with this mix of efficiency, performance, and, re- and reliability. This solid choice uh, is newly available with all-wheel drive, uh, which is a good idea because that ha- you know that way it uh, competes in other climates that are you know people people are looking for an all-wheel drive uh, sedan. Uh, the base Camry comes with a litany of key safety and driver assistance features. Its four-cylinder engine is energetic and fru- frugal, delivering 32 miles per gallon overall. For a sportier experience, you can, get the S- you can buy the SE or XSE uh, trims, bringing more uh, expressive ex- exterior, tauter suspension, and a more athletic character. Want to burn less fuel? The hybrid gets a stunning 47 miles per gallon overall and has quick acceleration. For a small SUV, they picked the Subaru Forester. The Forester has been a top pick for eight straight years. Clearly, Subaru knows what it's doing with a small SUV and hasn't uh, deviated much from the winning formula over time. The Forester stands out uh, being so easy to live with. The tall roof line creates a spacious interior and seems to defy the exterior dimensions. Uh, The large doors make for easy uh, access into and out of the vehicle. Uh, These facets combine with the best outward visibility of any vehicle beyond a bicycle so again another top pick is a subaru now let's see for the best suv wagon you'll never guess it's the subaru outback of course between 35 and 45 thousand dollars it is a very well it sells very well that I mean nobody else can touch it as far as sales and it's very very popular uh, basically uh, balances car-like driving manners and efficient uh, with an efficiency with uh, SUV-like functionality. It's a do-all vehicle with broad appeal and hiking boot styling. Has a comfortable interior, generous passenger space, roomy cargo section, and clever rails in the roof that swing across uh, uh, when needed and uh, stow neatly into the side and become more aerodynamic when not. Uh, its ride out shines many luxury vehicles. You can get it in different trims. The XT offers effortless acceleration for an extra kick in the butt. Whatever you call it, the Outback is simply a smart choice. For the mid-sized three-row, they go to the Kia Telluride. Everybody loves the Kia Telluride. Um, it has tons of space. Uh, even in the third row, it does well. It's a top, top safety pick. Uh, and uh, the V6 powertrain uh, is with an eight-speed automatic, uh, makes it an effortless makes it effortless to drive, uh, and Telluride drivers love it. Now, in the um, let's see, compact pickup at the Honda Ridgeline again, no one buys it, but they like you know they always say it's good. Many pickup trucks are proud, hulking things, but then not the not the Honda Ridgeline. Uh, the Ridgeline basically um, you know combines all sorts of car-like things with what you can do with a truck. And uh, delivers pretty decent overall MPG with a 20 miles per gallon overall with a 3.5 liter V6. uh, And it has a very smooth powertrain. Midsize uh, SUV, they choose the uh, Lexus RX, uh, which was on the other list that I spoke about, uh, at least boring, but that was in the F trim. Um, So 45 to 55,000, the RX continues to set the standard for the midsize luxury SUV segment. Can't beat it. Predicted reliability is high, and owner satisfaction uh, is very high as well. Uh, so it's been selling well for over 20 years. You can't beat that. For electric, they picked the Tesla Model 3. No surprise. And for uh, and that sort of rounds off their top picks. And the Model 3 has been very, very reliable um, with uh, you know very high owner satisfaction. 
Uh, when we get back, we're going to be talking uh, Bring a Trailer with John McMullen. Uh, we got a lot of interesting and exciting picks for you this week. Uh, this is Todd Bianco. You're listening to All Revved Up on iHub Radio, and we'll be right back. 